You've been listening to amazing music here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up next, JM Sunday with Matis Weingast here at NahumSiegel.com.
everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matis Weingast, and I'm your host this morning and every Sunday morning here on the uh, Nachum Siegel Network. Glad you could join us. Hope you had a wonderful and beautiful Shabbos yesterday, Shabbos Mavarchim, and uh, hope you had a great week that passed. We're happy to be here with you to start off the um, start off the morning. Have a great day in programming here on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's the seventh of January, the twenty-sixth of Tevet. As I mentioned yesterday, was Rosh Chodesh benching. Rosh Chodesh Shvat comes up this Thursday, and uh, in Dafyomi it is Baba Kama Samach Vav sixty-six. Well, we had some uh, some uh, I don't know measurable snow, I guess, uh, <laughs> yesterday afternoon. Into the evening in our area, it was negligible. The roads are clear now and pretty much have been clear. So the sidewalks, there is some snow on cars and on grass. But uh, a little bit north of us was uh, had, had more snow and we'll still be getting some more snow, a few inches worth. So first measurable snow in something like over two years or about two years in this area. So many people like it, as long as it doesn't disrupt driving and as long as the conditions are safe. Yeah, it's nice. But right now, it's uh, drizzling still. It's 36 degrees outside of our studios, going up to a high of 41 degrees. Rain changing possibly to a little bit of snow as the temperature dips for a while, up until about 11 o'clock this morning, and then it should end. And uh, the rest of the day will be partly cloudy, but should be dry. The low, 34 degrees. Overnight tonight in Jerusalem right now, it's 67 degrees and sunny, going down to a low of 50 degrees and going from clear to partly cloudy overnight, but no rain in the forecast. Coming up at 7.30, Rabbi Dovah Gawasser with Morning Akizuk. And at about 8.15, my guest this morning, my very special guest this morning, will be the one and only social media sensation Hasidic hipster girl otherwise known as Sarah Gig. She'll be joining us, and we'll have a nice conversation, I'm sure, about uh, what it is that she does and how she became such a, a social media giant in the Jewish world. And, uh, yeah, we'll find out a bunch of things. If you have any questions for her, post it in the app, and we will try to get to whatever questions are, uh, are there in the Nachum Siegel app. We're going to get to music right now, and we are here until 9 o'clock this morning, Eastern Time. Here's Hine Zeba Moshe Silva right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. שומר על מנגינת הנחמה עיניים הוא נושא לעולם אחר יפה קולו תפילה מתוך הנשמה ואבא שאף פעם לא עוזר אותנו Thank you. 
ממקום אחר, יש קול שמבשר, אומר הגיע זמן ההבטחה. אחרי שנים רבות לארץ אבות, בכל מקום הייתה בנו שאף פעם לא עוזב אותנו תמיד בכל כאב נשמור חזק את התקווה אנחנו יד ביד נצעד רוצים כבר גאולה
אני מכאן מכאן למונאי גיסא יישא ברכה מת המונאי גיסמך גיסמא פרטתי מכאן מכאן אמונאי גיסא יישא ברכה מת המונאי שקאי שקאי
چشای فرگادوی به هیا به هیا به هیا دایم شور بنی داغی میهرت میتراییم بهش تخبول اشم بیار اکایدش بر اکایدش بیروش علاییم اوفا اوفا ایفدیم بیارت شور بنی داغی میهرت میتراییم بهش تخبول اشم بیار اکایدش بر اکایدش بیروش علاییم بیروش
stand by a mirror to take a close look at myself and the face that I see looking right back at me wishes it was someone else but there is only one you a fragment of life from above that would joyfully serve and cling to our shell if only it knew the depth of his love time to leave your cocoon my dear butterfly show yourself and the world just how very high Soar once you unlock the door And Hashem will be there at your side And Hashem will be there at your side There are times when I hear music playing But it's more a lament than a song I'm so used to the pain of its tragic refrain That whispers you don't belong But there is only one you Summer most precious and sweet Our lives are a chorus in praise of Hashem And when your voice is missing, the song's incomplete It's time to leave your cocoon, my dear butterfly Show yourself and the world just how very high You can fly, you can soar Once you unlock the door And Hashem will be there at your side And Hashem will be there at your side I 
been told every soul sent from heaven has its very own mountain to climb. Though some do prevail, many stumble and fail, and I know not which fate will be mine. But there is only one you with the calling of your very own. The road may be long, a test of the heart. But you'll never, no, never have to walk it alone. Leave your cocoon, my dear butterfly. Show yourself and the world just how very high you can fly, you can soar once you are. Hashem will be there at your side Yes, he'll always be there at our side A.B. Reinberg and Shulam Lemmer with Butterfly Before that we heard Ari Goldwag uh, Eli Herzlich, and uh, we heard from Eitan Gedalia, and Moshe Silver started off our song segment following Moda'ani by Regish right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matis Weingast. It's the 7th of January, 26th of Tevet. It is still drizzling in our area, 36 degrees. Might turn to a bit of snow, but everything should end by 11 o'clock this morning. High expected to be 41 degrees. And tonight going down to 34 degrees. And Jerusalem, 67, going down to 50 degrees. 7.30 in the morning, Eastern Time, right here on JM Sunday. Rabbi Goldwasser coming up in a few seconds. At 8.15 this morning, my guest will be Hasidic hipster girl, Sarah Gig. Sarah Gig will be uh, my guest, and we should have a nice conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Talk about everything she does. So that's at 8.15 in about 45 minutes. Until then, great music. Uh, but first, at this time each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Lezecha Nishmas Ravzev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Lezecha Nishmas Esther, Bas Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here's Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in the Parsha, Asher lokachti miyad ho'amori b'charbi v'kashti, that I took from the Amori with my sword and my bow and arrow. The question is asked, why did Yaakov Avinu have to give over to Yosef the exact ways and means that he was able to take the portion from the Amorim? The great Mashkiach of Lakewood, Zechut Tzadik Livrocha, said, Yaakov revealed to Yosef the secret of his Hatzlocha in his life, of his success. Whatever a person was Zoichen Shem was because he fought for it, that he didn't give up on it. And whatever a person attains in this world, it is because they are willing to fight. Whether it's to fight against the Koyach of the Yetzirah, 
whether it's to fight against the enemy. The Mashkiach said in the name of the great Rebbe Yerucham, that a person that doesn't fight, they could be the smartest, they could be a great tzaddik, they could fall down, even in simple matters. When a person begins to ascend the levels in Torah and Avodah, in mitzvahs, specifically at that time, when the person is on their way up, they have to be very careful. They need to be able to fight, to hold on to their madrega, or they are in danger of losing everything. So the Talmidim of the Yeshiva asks the Mashkiach, won't the individual go crazy from being in a matzav in a situation where all the time they have to be worried about fighting the Milcham against the Sahara? The Mashkiach said, Ad exactly the opposite. From a matzav of Benucha, from just resting and taking it easy, that's the way a person could go crazy. I just returned from a very special trip to Eretz Yisrael to give chizuk, words of encouragement and inspiration to the chayalim, to the soldiers of the IDF Tzva Haganali Yisrael and to their families. I had the great zechus to visit many of the chayalim that are recuperating in various hospitals and treatment centers. As I was leaving the hospital room of one of the chayalim, he called me back in for a moment and he quietly asked me if I could give him a bracha for refuah shalema bimheira, a quick and speedy recovery. He then added, I need to recover fast because I want to return to the battlefield that is where I am needed. Be'ezus Hashem, may all the members of Tzva Haganali Yisrael be successful in all of their missions. May they all return home safe and sound. Yehi that all of the hostages are released immediately and return home safe and sound. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Thank <laughs> you.
ואולי מבין זאת סוף סוף אוותר בשביל הרצון של אחר אקום לעתיד טוב יותר תעזור לי להבין שכל אחד כאן הוא חבר ולהסתכל פנימה פנימה להסתכל פנימה תן לי את הכוח תמיד להסתכל פנימה שם היופי האמיתי להסתכל פנימה פנימה אל הנשמה להסתכל פנימה כי שם אתה מסתכל איתי
Shemon, Kito Iva Shem, Kito Iva Shem, Oi Duloi, Bohu Shemon, Kito Iva Shem, Kito Iva Shem,
stronger every day And we're all a part of this beating heart For the pulse of our nation is the children that we raise They want to learn, they want to hear They're asking questions, they're sincere They've got Jewish pride rooted deep inside and we'll be there to guide them to a future bright and clear Our children are our nation, we'll do anything for them Our children are our mission, our survival and our strength Our children are the nation, and the nation will endure For the chain remains unbroken when the children are the core Our children are our spirit, if we could only see Our children see no limit to their possibility our children are the purpose and the meaning of it all They will hold on to the title and continue Qualius it all Just watch them daven as they sway Speak and what they say And you might compare To the world out there And your heart will fill with wonder At our children of today The rhythm changes every day Each child drumming his own way Through the joy and tears We will persevere And sing with our children It's Gishmak to be a year Our children are a nation We'll do anything for them Our children are our mission Our survival and our strength Our children are the nation And the nation will endure For the chain remains unbroken When the children are the core Our children are our spirit If we could only see Our children see no limit To their possibility Our children are the purpose And the meaning of it all They will hold on to the title And continue clearly Precious hearts and minds We'll do it all for our children Each one in their own way Building lifetimes of tomorrow On the moments of today Our children are a nation We'll do anything we'll do for anything them for Our them. children are a nation Our survival and survival our strength and Our, our children are the nation And the nation will Let's 
2 in the morning here on JM Sunday. Mata Swine guest with you getting into the second hour of today's show. We heard Benny Friedman. We heard from Eighth Day. That was by request from listener Judy on the app. Thank you so much. We heard Chaim Avital, DJ Kraz, DJ Yassi Newman, and Shlomo Lipman followed uh, Morning Chizuk by Rabbi David Goldwasser. Coming up in a few minutes, 8.15, my conversation with uh, social media sensation Hasidic Hipster Girl, otherwise known as Sarah Gig. That'll be coming up in just a couple of minutes. In the meantime, a little bit of music. Here is Yitzi Waldner on JM Sunday. Oh, 
כל ימיי כחולם בהקיץ, כצמא במדבר. אני אלמד סודותיך כל ימיי, כעיוור בלב ים, שחזר שוב לראות. אתה לוקח אותי לתוך המסע, רק אתה בוער בי חזק, בלי מילה. יודע נפשי 
בונה ואשיר לך שירים, אגלה בך ניסים. ולא אשתוק מול פלאיך כל חיי, כעיוור בלב שחזר שוב לראות. רק אתה, כל בי צריך גם מאמץ, ולא הכל זה כישרון, ויש בי גם מזה, ועוד קצת גם מזה, ותכלס כלום עוד לא עובד. אנשים באים אומרים לי, אולי תשאיר נכון, אתה צועק מהגרון, תשאיר יותר עם ביטחון, אולי תהיה כמו זה, אולי כזה, אכלתם לי את הראש. תירוץ, עוד שנייה אני נחנק, אני לא נהג מרוץ, אני יוצא מהמשחק ומה העניין? ולשרוף את הזמן, רק לא להיות מקום שני. אני באתי לעולם רק למאה עשרים שנה כדי לתת את הניגון שלי, את הדיבור שלי, מתנה רק תעזור לי, לבד זה לא עובד לי, תמיד להיות מי שאני. לפעמים דברים צריכים לזרום לבד לפעמים 
from Aviad here on JM Sunday. Matas Weingast with you. It is uh, 8.16 in the morning. And uh, thank you for joining us here on a uh, uh, formerly snowy Sunday morning. It may snow a little bit later on today, but everything should be done by 11 o'clock. But it's still going to be raw and cold outside. And you have to be careful because some spots may be slippery when you're driving around. But, uh, hey... What can you do? It's been over, what, two years since there's been some measurable snow. So we had it here on January 7th, the 26th of Teves. And right now outside of our studios, it's about 37 degrees going up to a high of 41. Uh, we also heard, and I think I'd mentioned this before, we also heard from uh, Eighth Day with 459. That was a request by listener Judy on the app, and we thank her very much for... Um, for requesting that. I'm glad we could play it. We heard Benny Friedman, we heard Yitzi Waldner, and that's where we're up to right now here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Great program, of course, continues all day long right here on the network. Nachum should be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on JM in the a.m. That's Eastern Time. Well, I have a guest here this morning. She is known as the Hasidic Hipster Girl otherwise known as Sarah Gig. I'm looking forward to a great conversation here. Sarah Gig, welcome to JM Sunday. Ah, Sarah, are you there? Ah, let's see, let's see. Do we have any technical difficulty here? I don't think so. Um, let's see, let's see. Sarah, can you hear me? Yeah, it seems like we're having a little bit of uh, a technical difficulty. So we're going to go to music for a second and see if we can clear this up. Um, a little bit of Moshe Wilshansky. Hasidic hipster girl Sarah Gig, are you there? Hi, good hey. morning. Thank you for having me. <laughs> there we go. My pleasure. It is our pleasure to have you on here this morning on JM Sunday. Sorry for the technical difficulty we had. I'm sure you're used to that at times. Uh, it does happen. Definitely. Um, so you are a social media sensation, uh, a vlogger, an influencer, a teacher, a, a foodie. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're everything, <laughs> but let's talk. And I think you're up to what 50,000 followers at least right now. 
Um, yeah. Let's talk about your moniker first off. Girl is obvious. Hasidic is not obvious, but understandable. But hipster. Hipster usually means, if I understand the definition, somebody who follows the latest trends and things, but usually a little <laughs> bit out of the norm. So do you consider that a valid definition for who, part of who you are? And if so, what is the norm that you may be out of? Really good question. So the meaning behind Hasidic Hipster was that I'm constantly trying to merge in both worlds. When I mean both, I mean the physical and the spiritual. So I thought that was a great, fun um, Instagram handle name and in general stage name um, for that concept to be applied. Well, that makes sense. Uh, do you feel that in your time of doing what you've been doing that you've lived up to that or that's been your expectation that's been realized? Yeah, 100% I've been living up to that in the sense that I'm constantly um, involved in my spiritual life and prioritize my spiritual life. Yet at the same time, I'm involved in the world. You know, we're humans, we're humans of the world. And um, I definitely still follow the latest trends. I'm attracted to the latest gadgets. And I try to blend in both the material and the physical. And I honestly believe that's what God wants from us. And you do bring in a lot of different things because, as as I mentioned before, you know what you do. You're an influencer, a teacher. Uh, you you will talk about these in detail, but you're a food critic at times. Uh, you're a teacher of yes. Tanya at times. You're uh, a product reveal expert at times. Uh, let Let's go back a little bit though to the beginnings of this. At what point in your life did you think, "Hey, I can do this"? Meaning not just talking about things, but putting yourself out there to the world, which is, you know, not an easy thing to do even for someone who can talk about things. Were you shy when you were younger? Are you different online than not? What, what has that experience been like? So I was always very, I wouldn't say shy, but I would say quiet but observing of other people's behaviors and mannerisms and then I'd have the ability to imitate them from such a young age that my family would gather and they'd be like oh my god imitate this person and I'd be like <laughs> okay and they'd be like you're on point how, 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 how does she do that and they'd be so amazed and like they'd literally get their friends and like make a show out of my impersonations and I realized I, I realized I had this talent from a really, really young age. And I've I've really always wanted to move forward with that in the direction of acting and theater. And my parents, you know, even being that we are religious Jews, they actually still recognize the talent and put me in theater school when I was in elementary school all the way throughout high school. And I really, really wanted to develop to develop it further after seminary and go into acting school in Manhattan. And that's when they're like, okay, no, now you just got to do the regular stuff, you know, <laughs> like get a real job and get a real degree. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I actually ended up pursuing acting school on my own later on um, after seminary in Manhattan. But that's when I realized after actually diving into it on my own, I realized maybe this isn't exactly what I want. And then I pursued digital media, which gives me more of my own independence in my thinking and my script writing and my behavior, and my acting, and gave me that room and space to bring 
and incorporate godliness and Torah into that field. Uh, well, certainly your acting uh, training, <clears throat> excuse me, training has helped you in terms of being able to you know, speak out and, and talk and relate and figure out what you want to say yeah. and, and those things. So I'm sure that that still had a great effect on you. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, it's helped me with my teaching at the moment. It's 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 still helping me today, 100%. And one of the things you had mentioned about the direction you wanted to take uh, in a more, using the term in general, a religious way as opposed to going into an acting career. Uh, it's one of the things we always talk about here on the network. Nachum always stresses, we stress that the, the heroes in Judaism uh, are, are the ones who can take a look at their lives and say, you know what, I'm going to put uh, the religion first. I'm going, Shabbos is more mm-hmm. important than, than my career. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy like yeah. uh, Dudu Fisher, who, who has, has world-class talent, you know, as a performer, singer, opera star, and yet always has put Shabbos first, you know, won't, mm-hmm. won't perform on Shabbos. Uh, it's a direction yeah. that it seems you've taken, consciously taken, and I'm sure yeah. you're very happy with it. I am very happy with it. It's being Jewish has always been the priority of my identity. Right. It's always been what identified as first before anything else, even though I, I did feel very torn at different times in my life, but the Jewish in me overpowered. Right. And I would say what, 95% of the content that you put out there is, is, um, how do I say, particularly Jewish? Like there may be things that you put out there, that, yeah. you know, for anybody, but I would say most of the content. Is that is that fair? Yeah, because after I embraced it, I was like, okay, like this this is the road I'm taking and I'm, I'm enjoying this niche and why not? And I remember back in the day when it was like really rare to be so Jewish publicly online. I remember being that first person who posted a picture of her, see door every morning and i just did it so boldly and people would respond back to me and i'd get a lot of feedback from it and now it's become more normal and common to share dvar torahs you know like torah speeches and and pictures of judaics online but i remember when i say back in the day i mean like 10 12 years ago it wasn't it wasn't so common right to see that right and and now it's it is more common, probably in the Jewish and when I say secular world, I'm not necessarily talking about purely secular, but in let's say in other religious uh, or in other you know religions venues, yeah. it's become more popular because people perhaps are less afraid of it, and people mm-hmm. are more in tune to their religiosity, and it's such a part of their lives that you know. Why I'm going to eat a, a meal, and I promise I'll get to the foodie part soon because I want to talk about that. But, you know, you, you talk about, okay, I, I had a great dinner here. Let me talk about it. Well, I davened this morning. Let me let me show you. Let me, let me talk about it. It's just a part of my life. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's like documenting your life versus having to create and make up content that requires so much more energy from you. Right. Just document who you already are, and you can inspire people from that. What influences have you had from different walks of life? What's influenced you? I mean, a really big, big one is the Lubavitcher Rebbe. 
um, just having the ability to go to his caver, the O'Hell in Queens, and connect and introspect. I don't know if you know the ritual, but you walk in there, you wash your hands, and you write a letter. And this letter is very much an introspective letter that allows me to reflect on my previous weeks, months. You know, you choose how far you want to go back, and and you write down the points of where you feel your your strengths are and weaknesses are, and you 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 ask for more guidance and more clarity. And I really feel like he's definitely been. Um, along with Hashem's help, a tremendous guiding light in my journey, as well as some physical mentors here that are, you know, here that I can actually connect with. Like I have some good friends that share similar values to me. And that's really, really important uh, to be in touch with people that have similar values or right. else, you know, the direction and advice would be really different if they didn't. Right. Absolutely. And it's it's a form of catharsis. You're, you're just able to open yourself up without any fear of any judgment. You're not really talking to anyone that's exactly. going to respond right to you or, or, or look askance at what you're saying or, you know, give you like a mm-hmm. face. It's just pure um, emotion and feeling that you can put out there. Exactly. And I would even say on a deeper level than that, like my gut and my, and my soul, like it's coming from such a deep place and it's not being judged. So I really feel like I'm being directed from my purest part of myself. Right. Uh, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the messages. Now, you mentioned Lubavitch Rebbe. You teach a Tanya class as, as some of your content. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're a teacher there. Have you always been a teacher? I mean, actually teaching? I, I have always been a teacher ever since I came out of seminary, but not necessarily for Jewish studies. Like, I'm actually currently an English teacher in a Jewish school right now. Um, yeah. And I, I did, I did decide to introduce Tanya to the Instagram world recently because I thought, why not add more spirituality to this platform? And let's see how this, let's see what response I get. Like, even if there's two people on the live, like, let's, let's see who's interested. You know, you never know until you try something. And so I decided to go for it. Um, this was a few months ago. And I so it's pretty recent for me because I know that Tanya is really difficult for myself to understand. It's right. something that, you know, you learn year after year. It's not an easy thing, let alone teach it. So I thought I'd go really easy and just share bite-sized lessons. And I do it every Monday from 9 to 9.45 on Instagram Live and so far, I've been getting a really great response and an increase in viewers. So right. I'm really grateful. For and I definitely feel like that's part of, you know, my introspective journey. I feel like it's part of the blessing that comes along with this. When you when you teach Torah, when you teach spirituality, there's, there's more meaning behind what I do. It, it helps. It brings me tremendous meaning. Right, right, exactly. My guest this morning is Sarah Gig, otherwise known as the Hasidic Hipster Girl, a, uh, a media sensation in the Jewish world and elsewhere. Uh, and uh, that's her Instagram um, handle, if you will, uh, Instagram name. It's uh, 8.31 in the morning here on JM Sunday. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you mentioned that you teach a, a class. To, do your students know that you're also the Hasidic Hipster Girl? Does everybody know that about you? 
Yes, most people <laughs> do know, but I create very strong boundaries when I'm in different environments. And I do not bring my Instagram life up when I'm in a school setting. Um, if they want to ask me a question, I say, you can ask me during recess or <laughs> when we're on a school trip. Um, yeah, I like to keep things really separate, even though I know that they know and they do know. Right, right. Of course, and it's interesting because, you know, the same with with, with us in, in media. Uh, and you mentioned before about a certain number of people being on with you live, like we have now a certain number of people live. You'll take a look a week later and there'll be X number of more people who listen to the archive and listen to your podcast than, you know, live. So exactly. it grows from there. But, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. And again, we're, we're, we experience this also. We're using technology uh, such as the Internet, which um, I would say in many segments of our community is frowned upon uh, let alone, you know, even used, and yet we're turning the tables. And I feel at least, and I would assume that you do, that we're utilizing the technology to get the correct messages out to our followers. And mm -hmm. even though, sure, you want to set that boundary because you never know. Parents may not be happy that they, you know, their kid is listening to the Internet or whatever. But um, it makes sense to set those boundaries. But, you know, there's some irony still that we're using this technology in such a way to, to help others and, and get the right messages out. Um, yes and no. Interesting, because I, I would see the boundary creating for myself more of a personal thing, not much to do with technology, mm. more because I want to show up a certain way in certain settings. As a teacher, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to do something so silly. I want to be a role model to my kids. Of right. course, it doesn't mean that I'm, that I'm super serious all the time, but still, you know, the boundaries will be really different and in regards to using social media and technology, the Lubavitcher Rebbe speaks about utilizing everything that we were given for the good. We have the opportunity to elevate neutral objects. As the Tanya talks about it, there are objects in the world that are created. It's called the concept of klipat noga. Mm -hmm. They're created and they have a neutral energy. Now with our energy, the human, we have the chira, we have free will, and we have the opportunity to elevate and raise those energies to higher levels. Or, God forbid, to do the opposite. Um, so it's really interesting, you know, when we're when we're presented with social media or controversial concepts like a smartphone or, you know, whatever it is that may be controversial in the Jewish world at large, you'll have majority of Chabad not at all view it as a controversy because of the way the Lubavitcher Rebbe talks about these things and how we're, we're, we were created to elevate them. Right, right. Uh, you know, I, I I joke around sometimes when, you know, when someone says, uh, uh, I don't know, I can't think of it offhand, but I'll, I'll, I'll say something like, well, you know, God invented the telephone or whatever. You know, obviously we have humans that invented the telephone, but it's all through God. So, you know, you have yeah. to know how to use it properly. Yeah, decades ago, very long, probably, when the when the car was first, uh, uh, you know, invented and, and popularized, you know, there were great rabbis at the time who said that, um, that, that young people should not drive because cars were dangerous. Uh, and... Yeah. You know, again, it, it's become yeah. uh, something that we, we everybody has to have. It's still dangerous, and you have to be careful. But you know, you take what you what you were given, 
and, and you elevate it to a higher spiritual level. And that could be a practical spiritual level. It could be a, a metaphysical spiritual level. 100%. When you're giving out a message to someone, whatever the message is, uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, we, we're dealing with instant gratification these days. You have to get your mm-hmm. message out in, in a few minutes, if that. You, know, you don't even have a few minutes. You have to capture someone in a few seconds, really. So when mm-hmm. you're, whether it's, whether it's teaching Tanya, and I'm not trying to <laughs> compare these as equal, or it's um, having a, uh, 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 what, are they, what, do you, what do you call it, when you show new items, uh, like a package opening uh, event? or, or uh, Yeah, unboxing, right. So you, you have to get that message out. How do you sit and think, okay, what am I going to do in in the beginning to capture people so they will stay? Or is it just come natural and you don't even think about it? Um, it's a good question. I'd say for the most part, it comes natural. I do feel like I have this natural on-camera presence, but there is a challenge in creating bite-sized pieces that fit into the platform of Instagram. You know, mm-hmm. Instagram is a great it's got very specific rules and templates like reels can only go viral if they're under a minute and 30 seconds at the moment. Right. Uh, if, you know, if they're longer than that and they're considered posts, like there's such technical guidelines that Instagram is kind of ruling how our attention spans are going to be. Um, and that's definitely a challenge for the viewer and for the creator. I mean, for myself as a content creator, I'd say that's, that's the most difficult part, but I've learned to give bite-sized pieces and understand that less is more. Right. And sometimes when you try so much in one, in one piece of content, it actually doesn't get absorbed by the viewers. When you create certain content, whether it's a more religious content or it's a message that you're getting out there, do you feel in general that people are searching for for certain things in general in life that you can relay, you can teach, you can help them uh, in that search? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because th- this is one of the biggest reasons why I'm, I'm honestly shocked that I grow this much every day mm-hmm. in numbers on social media. And it's basically the proof to what you're saying. Like people are on the search. People are looking for something more in their lives. And I feel like in this fast paced world where we're constantly searching for what's new, what's trendy, what's in, let me purchase, click, order on Amazon. Like everything's so quick at the Mm -hmm. tip of our fingertips that people know that there's more to life than this. And when they do come across my page or just in general, they come across deeper concepts in their own lives and then they find me. Yeah, I definitely get a lot of one-on-one personal message requests and I do offer sessions that include a blend of Torah learning and life coaching and mentoring. And, um, it is something that I do over zoom one-on-one and people really, really appreciate it and feel, feel so they, they love it. They really, I mean, the people that connect to me find me and I believe it's all, you know, part of the divine plan. It's all part, it's all Hashkacha practice, but yeah, people are definitely on the search and some people are not and that's okay right. you know there's 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 deeper souls out there that are looking for deeper things yeah you take them in a non-judgmental basis you take who you have i i've seen some of the uh, posts that you have seen many of the posts but i've seen some of the comments that come back you have people who are 
obviously Jewish, religious, on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. You have people who are not. You have non-Jewish people who respond. And you have, you have uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use a nice word, you have detractors who will respond to yeah. <laughs> some of the posts. And, and I'm sure you have to you know, deal with that in a certain way, uh, which, which yeah. I'll, I'll ask you about uh, in a minute. So I have to, ask, I have to add life coach now to your uh, list of, uh, of things that you are, if you will. When you get negative reactions, when you get comments, how do you deal with them or do you not deal with them? Do you just let them slide and, and you know, people have the right to say what they want to say? Uh, but what, how do you feel about them? And, and tied to that, what do you do when you feel down? You're very energetic. You're very focused. You're upbeat, always, obviously, on uh, you know, on your presentations. Um, but mm-hmm. but what happens, you know, behind the scenes a little? You feel down. What do you do? What do you turn to? Um, great question. So let's start with the comments. When I get comments, it really all depends on how I'm feeling at the time. So I try to make sure that I'm consistently balanced. And it's normal that I obviously will get into a low mood at times or upset and feel different feelings. When I feel that way, I pause. I I know that it's not a good time for me to show up on social media because it's not the way I want to give to people. Mm -hmm. So I would, I do a lot of journaling. I write things out. I try to figure out like why I'm feeling this way or why is it that I need some introspective time right now? Like what is, what is triggering this moment? And I'll just write it out and journal it out or I'll call a really good friend where I can speak it out and, and feel like I can understand a bit of what's going on more with myself. Cause it's really, really important for me to give that to myself before I can give to anybody else. Right. And, and that's, I want to- fully for others i want i need to show up fully for myself yeah exactly it, it's one thing to be able to be a good good actor um uh, but it's another thing when you know that you're just not going to be able to pull that off and people will realize it and that's not you know yeah you're, you're not there to want to portray it uh let's jump to food okay i know that among other things a lot of the things you do is you you uh are a food critic if you will you're you're asked to attend openings and you'll go spontaneously to, to different restaurants. And, and of course, it's the mm-hmm. one place where, if, if you don't mind my saying, you bring in your partner in life, your husband, Yoni Gig, whom, you know, just yes. put it out there. I know very well. He's a close friend. He's a responder on Atzal of Union County. Very active. Very important. Just finished his, what I'm sure will just be his first stint as a coordinator. Uh, so, you know, extremely active, which, of course, affects your life also, uh, as anybody who knows about uh, Hatsala understands what what that means, but um, you know that's for a different conversation. But he goes mm-hmm. along with you; you bring him along, and you're you know, and that's that's a lot of fun, I'm sure. Uh, and, and he's great on on air. <laughs> so when you mm-hmm. go to a place, you, you guys obviously like to eat; you enjoy food, uh, and you're yeah. honest. I mean, I've seen posts where you've sat down and to eat something, and it's like. I don't really like this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. What What is that aspect of the of the things you do? I'm sure it all ties into to um, honest messages, separating truth, you know, from and making yeah. sure everything's accurate. How, how did How did that become part of this? So I'll tell you that actually gets really tough because I I recognize that I'm promoting a kosher establishment and a Jewish business, and it's difficult for me to speak 
you know, not positively or rather honestly about it because then I'm not going to be bringing that place more customers. Yet at the same time, I can't lie. If it's not good, it's not good. So, you know, I try to find ways that are very subtle in the way I'll share it. So I'll say, this wasn't my taste. Like, I definitely didn't enjoy this. Right. And And, and what food and taste is an opinion. It's a personal flavor choice. It's, It's a personal, it's really an opinion. Right. Everyone has different taste buds and different palates. And there are things that I like that Yoni doesn't and vice versa. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do try to be as honest as possible. And I feel like that's what's kept me and my audience on such a good flow right. and connection. Right. I, th- I think that, I mean, that, that makes sense and it's true. And it's not like, you know, in, in many, if not all of your, your food, um, vlogs, you don't really go into things like, oh, the service was slow or fast or good or not good or anything like that. That's not your focus on, you're not really reviewing a restaurant totally so you you know you can stick with the food which are more personal tastes which no pun intended exactly exactly and if people really want to know they could ask me and i'll share this was my personal experience and i will share my personal experience right i mean that that's a fair thing it's important to note that in general like restaurants will treat influencers and people that have a public image a little better than a regular person. Right. It's unfortunate to say, but here's another piece of truth. Like that is the truth because they want to give off a really, really good image and right. they know that we will be sharing it with our audience. Have you gone into restaurants to, um, to try the food without announcing that you're going there? And uh, at some point someone recognizes you you know, from let's say the staff or the ownership, and you mm-hmm. you see a different, Definitely. you see a sudden <laughs> different, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. That happens a lot because a lot of the times my husband Yoni and I want to want to just go and enjoy ourselves right. and enjoy the date. When I when I am asked to to promote, I'm coming in with my phone, with my ring light, and my focus is you know capturing the food and the space and the atmosphere, and then the focus of Yoni and I going out, you know, is lost. So we do have times where it's just him and I and our phones are away, like real dates. Right. But then we'll get recognized. And then it's like, oh, I have to take my phone out now? Or do I have to, like, what do I need to do now? You know? Uh, you can so say you're off duty. Helping. You know, you're not on duty. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes even when we're not on duty, we're on duty, you know? Yeah, of course. You know, oh, we yeah. don't realize Believe me, believe me, I know what that's like, you know, standing in a, sure in, in a standing in a, in a line at Costco many years ago and saying something to the person, not Costco, mixing up stories, standing in a line at a kosher restaurant in uh, outside of Washington, D.C., and we're on vacation, and, and I'm, my wife asks me, um, you know, what do you want to eat? And, and I said, literally, I said, you know, their burger, it's a, I think the place is called Max's, I don't remember I said, you know, hamburger with it, with this. And the guy in front of her goes, you're modest, right? <laughs> I was like, come on, really? <laughs> Seriously? Oh but God. I had happened to have subbed for Nachum that morning, and he had heard the show. Mm-hmm. So he knew I was going to be in the area. So, you know, okay, you kind of put it together. But um, what, what do you feel when you get recognized literally in the street and someone is like, oh, 
you know, it must be a, a nice feeling depending on what you're doing. Yeah. Depending on what I'm doing, what I look like, what, how I feel like <laughs> that day. Right. Um, yeah, I usually, you know, say hi, thanks for coming up. And I, I, I definitely appreciate it. Right. Uh, um, let's, let's finish up on something that is, uh, a little bit more of a serious, uh, topic. Uh, oh, but mm-hmm. I, I better ask you this then before the serious topic, are, are you ever going to come out with some blooper reels? People love blooper yeah. reels. I, I I have blooper reels of, I mean, I have like some, a, a comedy side of me that I don't pull out as often as I'd like to. And I get requested so much to pull it out a little more. Like during COVID, uh-huh. I had this personality, her name was Sharona and she was just an Israeli crazy older lady uh-huh. and she came out a lot and people loved her. I loved her too. And I think it's, I really got to revive her. Right. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Why not? Your, your alter, well, your alter, back. alter ego. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I recently saw something that you did of a comedic nature and I, I can't discuss it on the air, but uh, <laughs> recently in, in, in a, uh, a private video that you did and it was very funny. I think you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, but yes, yeah, it did, did show a very comedic side. So I'm going to turn now to something a little more serious because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's recent and we're in the midst of it. And that, of course, the Israeli war that is going on now. One of the things that you've been asked to do that you did is join a, a mission to Israel to cover the war uh, mm-hmm. with a group of other influencers. And, and I don't know if there were reporters yeah. there. What was that like? Um, what did you hope to accomplish? Did you accomplish it? And I guess tying into the question I asked you before about how you feel about things, how did how did you feel and how did you step back to be able to convey to the audience what was going on, but yet in a way that kept them interested and, and not feeling like totally depressed? Mm-hmm. So we went really soon after everything happened. Mm-hmm. We went just a month afterwards. So people online were definitely still very hooked and very connected to the story. And I'm sure that even if we were to go now, people, there are a lot of people that are still feel very connected at the end of the day. It's, it's our home, it's our land and people feel a connection. So that, that aspect, I don't feel is so difficult to keep viewers, you know, um, connected. Okay. And I just, I pretty much just documented what we were doing. So we went to Sharay Tzedek Hospital to give out toys, the kids that were hospitalized, and I documented that. Um, we went down to the Gaza border um, and heard from one of the Rosh Abitachon, the head of security, sharing about how the terrorists tried getting into the different kibbutzim and how some were successful and some weren't. And he showed us through different footage exactly what happened. Um, so I would just share tidbits of my trip as I went and I actually still have so much more content to share from that trip um but I'm trying not to overshare the Israel stuff because I really asked myself how will this benefit the viewer Mm -hmm. will this bring more meaning if I share it will this bring more encouragement and positivity or will this dampen spirits right and I think it's a really important question to ask yourself as a creator um, before you post. So I, I try blending in my content with some spiritual motivation as well, and not just solely political war content, even though they're, they're both really, really important, but being that I'm 
very much spiritually inclined and motivated, I, I really feel like I need to add more of that because that's what people are searching for more. You know, you can find the, the war content on any news channel on, on a lot of different influencers pages. And I really want to make my page feel like a space where they come and they feel a relief that God, God is here. God exists. And there's a plan behind it all. I don't have the answers to anything, right? but there's, there's this form of relief though. When people come to my page are like, wow, okay. There's, there's deeper meanings. We may not know why, but Exhale, you know, exhale God's in control. Right. Now, I think that the point you made before, what you said, that uh, a lot of the news can be on, you know, you can find it on any any channel practically. Mm-hmm. I know on our network, I mean, Nachum has people on from different walks of life regarding what's going on in the Israel organization to help things like that. And those are important. And of course, the latest in news. But you can take a look at the news and, you know, it can be very depressing every day. Or you can yeah. wait and not listen every day, you know, unless there's something breaking. And, and we hope we will have some breaking news soon with the hostages for sure. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, what you're doing, I think, is, is to the point that someone is able to get, and I don't mean to belittle this at all, but to get the fix of what's going on. You know, they'll, they'll pop on for a couple of minutes, listen to what you have to say, and they've got a fix. They've got a reality. They are hearing what's going on, but they also have a positive, upbeat message, which is important because exactly. otherwise they're going to turn it off totally and not care or not have a feeling that they're part of it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was, it's still, I'm sure, was a, you know, it was a difficult time to, to look into and realize for you personally. And, uh, you know, and, but you're able to cope with that. Uh, anything else, final question, anything else that you would want the listening audience to know about Hasidic Hipster Girl or Sarah Gig? Um, well, if anyone here is listening and is interested in connecting, I'm happy to connect with you through Instagram DMs, you can send me a DM over at Hasidic Hipster Girl um, or an email at Hasidic Hipster Girl at gmail.com. And I'm happy to discuss further any Tanya concepts, Jewish educational concepts, or anything that you see on my page or you have questions about. Yeah, happy to discuss. Excellent. I want to thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us this morning. It's been a great conversation and a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, finding out what you do, where you're coming from, and, and how obviously your own personality is what allows you to portray all that you do to the world in such an effective way. And it's really appreciated. And thank you so much for joining us here on JM Sunday. Thank you for having me, Matos. You're welcome. Have a great day. It is. Have a good one. 8.54 in the morning, a couple of minutes to go. So we're going to put on Yosef Yaakov with Pia Pascha. Pia Pascha, Pascha B'Chachma B'Sayas Chesay Al-Shayna Pia Pascha, Pascha B'Chachma Besides, I said, I'll shine up. Rabbis, bonnies, also high. Yet, all is out cool. Shake a hey, devil, I feel. 
today with Pia Pascha. My tremendous thanks to uh, Hasidic hipster girl Sarah Gig for joining us this morning. Very, very interesting interview and uh, fun conversation. Hasidic.hipster.girl is her uh, Instagram, Instagram name, and um, you can listen to her there. Great programming continues all day long right here on the network. Nachum will be back tomorrow morning with a JM and the AM. Bright and early, it's 6 a.m. And uh, don't forget Rosh Chodesh Shvat this coming Thursday. Hope you have a wonderful week. Hope you all have a wonderful Chodesh. And, of course, a wonderful Shabbos. We hope to be back here next Sunday morning, right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.
You've been listening to Matis Weingast and JM Sunday on NahumSiegel.com right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.